Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 252 for September 9th, 2020. Uh, we are brought to you by Klingspore's Woodworking Shop. There is a combo blade deal going on right now, and um, I can't attest to it yet. But Tim and Bill, I believe, can. It's a spectacular blade. You get 10% off using any one of the following coupon codes. Broccoli, utilize, or disagree. And each one of those codes sort of is attached to one of the three hosts here. Either myself, Phil, Tim, or Bill. And then, you know, you're kind of like showing who the most popular one is. You're picking your team. Your team broccoli. Right. We we all know it. Yeah. We know your team broccoli. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. Well, I'll just say really... I was going to say, I don't know... I, I, uh, <laughs> I want to get to a four-way stop with you two. <laughs> I just wanted to say very quickly, because I know, Bill, you've actually used your saw blade for something other than a trivet now, which is great. Um, I wanted to say really quickly that when I was using it before, I didn't cut any nails with it. Like, I was specifically avoiding cutting nails with it because it was a new blade. But, well, it's been a week now, so I just plowed through a whole bunch of nails with the thing the other day. The old iron ones, you know, like from the 1800s, like, they're not steel, they're iron. Right. And, um, yeah, it's no square. problem. They didn't, they didn't even face it. So I just wanted to add that. Well, I, so what I was going to say, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this. I, you know, like, oh, I was pleasantly surprised. No, I was actually shocked because I thought, honestly, I thought it was going to suck. It's a pretty it's a pretty good saw blade, man. I, I, I got to admit, I, I didn't have a lot of hope for it. And I was trying to think how I'm going to incorporate, like, you know, make it funny, but just say, no, it's, I, I'm, I'm good. You know, thanks anyway. Just maybe it's not for me, the kind of stuff I do. I was trying to, I was so not prepared for how well that thing performed. That's all I'm saying. Really, you didn't? You thought it was just going to be like the same as the box store ones? Well, it looks because I maybe it's just because in my mind. But when I when you I know, get you one that's plain metal looking, yep, because it does have a brand color. It's got yep. the funky butt colors. I mean the cuts on it, and I'm just like, eh, if it was yellow, blue, or red, st- you would have thought, oh ho ho. But since it's not painted, well, I, I even have a. I've, uh, there's a brand that I like that's that's um, um, that does have some metal ones on it. Or no, it's 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 Freud, right? Yeah. But, it, it, mm. but I mean, it, that, that doesn't have any paint on it. But I'm like, that's not what this looked like. It just didn't. I just like I went oh, okay, uh, whatever. It'll be okay. I want to be honest, though. I don't want to just say, oh yeah, it's great. Go get one. It's not really great. Please don't they, buy it. It's horrible. It wasn't. This thing kicked butt. It seriously. They, they did. passed the paint savings on to you. <laughs> they kind of did. Yeah. Anyway, so you get ten so, percent off if you use any one of those coupon codes. Again, they're broccoli utilize and disagree. I I think they said only if you use utilize. The other two broccoli and disagree aren't valid anymore. Nah, I disagree. <laughs> All right, broccoli. This week's top Patreon supporters are moving on: Lakeside Woodcrafter, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. <laughs> Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, Isotunes, Tim Holliner, Keith Decent, and Gangi and Pop Pop Makerspace. Hey, and I just got an email right before we started recording that happened to say, just real quick, Gengi is doing much better. We're so happy Finally. for you. She's 
putzing around on a walker and chasing Greg around the house. So uh, I would I would make a Greg make a mount for her to put the cane on the walker so she can reach out and smack you with it as she's because, you know, got to make it fair. Anyway, Ganga, we're so happy you're doing better. Yes. Yes. Glad you're home. Indeed. So what uh, what are we working on? Let's go to uh, Bill Lutz. You got an answer this week. I have an answer. <laughs> ah, but I'm not saying anything. I want to keep it a secret. So go ahead. That's Hold on a second. Just, yeah. uh-uh. just count to five. It's going to burst out of him. <laughs> well, so it, you know what? I will. Say, another thing we can talk about, about Klingsport Woodworking Shop's blade is because I uh, broke it out, put it in the saw, and did something with it it got me fired up and I'm like yeah it's it's time to it just felt good to be out in the shop even though it was 100 and plus degrees uh, the last few days uh, anyway so I got the pallets um, I went I was talking about I wanted to make a chair I was gonna you know break up some pallets and use some hairpin legs and for a table and no that's not what I'm doing now I got the pallets. I don't know if you can see it behind me they're all stacked up on the bench right there I'll cut up nicely so I tore apart a couple pallets And my idea is because we talked about Art Deco last week, Mm -hmm. I started looking back on some of the things that I've made, some of the pictures and stuff, and without realizing it, some of the stuff I've made is Art Deco-y looking. You know, it's just, and it it has that where it's got, you know, just a big clunky part of it that also wheedles down into something really dainty and just some weird shapes and stuff. I'm like, you know, so now I'm challenging myself. Can I on purpose try and make something inspired by Art Deco? So that's, oh, cool. That's the idea. I'm going to take these palettes. I'm going to, and I have some ideas. So I'm going to make a table, um, try and do an Art Deco top, and I'm going to try and do an Art Deco metal legs for it but I'm going to cut up in my mind because I looked on so many pictures of Art Deco and a lot of it is the metal square legs where it's got square 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 silver sort of yeah yeah so I've got a bunch of square tubing and I mean some of it is old lamp posts so it's like you know six by six square tubing I'm thinking I can cut off a bunch of slices of different size square tubes weld them together to make some kind of an Art Deco-y looking leg cool very interesting I'd like to see that yeah, so that's the idea is, is it all came. I'm like, yeah, because I don't want to play with hairpins right now, and I'm not sure I know what the heck Art Deco is. And the thing is... <laughs> Do now. You, you will by the time you're done. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. That's the thing. Is, like I said, I have made things that look Art Deco, right? I mean, I'm, sure. I'm going, whoa, okay, I get it. That's got that, or at least inspired by an Art Deco look. It's not necessarily sure. Art Deco. But what's going to happen now if I try to do it? Because I think sometimes that that might be another topic at some point. When you try to intentionally make something after a certain style or a certain, to even copy something on purpose, and yeah. you've done it before by accident, but now that you're trying on purpose, is it actually going to work? Do you overthink it? Do you you know what I mean? So we'll see. We'll yeah. see. That would be. I don't want. I don't even want to weigh in because I think it would make a very interesting topic. Mm. So Tim, write that down. Yeah, please. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I lost the title. I was looking at pictures of Art Deco guitars that just sort of inspired it's me. Basically, like on purpose, like losing it. Yeah, lo- I, I don't know. Yeah, it's like copying it on purpose, but then not doing what you wanted. I don't know how to say it, but I'll write well, that. Well, it's down. like the the pressure of doing something on purpose, right? That's kind of where. It... Ooh, the pressure. The pressure of, of on purpose. 
Pressure of pressure on, on purpose. purpose. Alright, let's write that down. We'll think of something I just better. Just got goosebumps, week. guys. Jeez. Really? Oh, yeah. So, anyway, okay. that's, that's Ooh, what I, I'm goosies. so excited about that. Uh, I actually got out in the driveway and was tearing apart a pallet and using my Izzy Bar Pro and. And I used my new Klingspore saw blade and some hammers and nails, and I sweated, and, and I hit my thumb once, and it hurt, but that's okay. And then stuff. Excellent. My God. You must have a communications degree. <laughs> <laughs> that was some excellent communicating. That's very good, Bill. I agree. Um, Tim, what have you been working on? I took the Jambulance out for its maiden voyage, not as a store, but as a uh, concert hall uh, yesterday. And I played my friend Bill's 50th birthday party. Um, he was a, a fan of my old cover band. Like, he used to come out to a lot of the shows. Uh, he's a really nice guy, very supportive of us, you know, and... Um, he invited me to his 50th birthday party, but I thought I was going to be out of town and I wouldn't be able to do it, but then it ended up being um, that I could be available. So I contacted my old band. I was like, were you guys you know, playing this? And uh, they said, yeah, we're going to go in. We have a gig in the afternoon. We're going to go in for the early part of the party and just play a couple hours just as a gift. And I said, well, how about I bring my truck and all three of us do it for him, you know? And so they were like, yeah, that'd be awesome. And uh, so I drove the truck up about an hour to his place or this house that they were renting to uh, have this party, everything worked without a hitch. I, I, we, we played. It was a three-piece band with a Latin percussion, acoustic guitar, and my trash bass, my trash double bass I made out of pallets and stuff. And um, we played on the stage, fully off-grid, for two hours, with a full PA system, and um, no lights because it was you know daylight, but um, but a full PA system. And it was, so I got, uh, QSC Audio makes, uh, sound equipment, and I contacted them to see if I could get them to donate a couple speakers to my truck, so loudspeakers. Yeah. And, um, I got the right guy, because he was like, yeah, he's like, we could do that, we could work something out if you, you know, make a testimonial video for us and do your thing. And I was like, yeah, I could do that. That sounds great. And I said, awesome, like, I'm gonna use my, um... Uh, like some other equipment that I already have for part of it, and I'll put your speakers up front. I'll really focus on them. He's like, he's like, no, you're not. If we're gonna do this, you're gonna use all our stuff. And so he sent me this full PA systems, four speakers and a mixing board. Uh, to wow. To, yeah, it was incredible. I couldn't believe it. It's all like good stuff. Like you know, like, and it turns out my my bandmate, um, like we used to use their QSC stuff. We had you know a hodgepodge of of different brands and stuff. So I've used them all over the years. Uh, QSC was always one of my favorites, and it was one of uh, Jamie's favorites too. But so since I left, he's basically just made the switch to all QSC. So he was like an expert on their digital board, their mixing board. It has like a touchscreen and stuff, and I was a little intimidated by it. Um, but I, I was able to get it up and running on my own, and then Jamie was showing me some tricks. Um, so we had that all set up, and it sounded phenomenal. And I was looking at the readout on the on the lithium battery pack, and we were like, like the solar panels were plugged in, so we were pulling in about 100 watts, you know, already, and we were only expending about 200. 250 watts when it was kind of just like running on low and it's like I was like oh we have all sorts of room in the world we could almost play with two more solar panels we could play like perpetually under the sun you know um, until the sun wow. goes out I couldn't believe it I thought for sure it would be a bigger problem power so to that, spare yeah we have power to spare so, so then Jamie said oh we got power to spare well good and so he went to his van and he grabbed a subwoofer and we ran a subwoofer off of it with along with the rest of the system to because like it's kind of nice to have that low end. So we had a 12-inch... Because he, sure. he had a QSC sub that matched the equipment. You know what I mean? Right. So we, we put this 12-inch subwoofer under the stage, two 12-inch uh, mains with horns, and two 8-inch monitors. 
um, plus my bass amp, you know, and all the you know the pedals and microphones and everything. They don't really suck power, but all of that Did stuff. Something for two- just happened to you, Phil. No, <clears throat> no. He's just amazed no. by my story, and he's sitting still. No, yeah, I am listening yeah. very intently. I think it's a great yeah. story. It was, it was well, fantastic. First, first of all, first of all, just seriously, the fact that you guys got together to go play a fan's birthday for free as a gift—that's super cool. And it looks very like classy. y'all had a great time. So he ended I, up. I, I really. He ended up tipping us like really generously and none of us were expecting that um because he's just that kind of guy but that's the that's the reason where like the they're like well he's the guy we would go play for free not because we're expecting to get tipped because he's done that in because the past. he would right you know what i mean so it was like really really kind he doesn't have kids <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> i was like because i'm generous too i just can't afford it right yeah but um yeah it was it was a great time it was it was uh you know he was it was a socially responsible i guess you could say party like everybody just sort of spread out so there wasn't like throngs of people dancing you know carrying on but but it was a lot of fun and it was great to see it. i i had maddie i i hired maddie to come along and um and film to help me put together content from it and then oh, cool. uh, and then gwen and vance came too because they know bill like because they used to come to the, some of the same shows and stuff so they were like they're like we want to see the truck too you know we want to see if it see if it falls apart you know and uh, it was a yeah, it was a joy. It was a real joy. It was, um, you know, it was a perfect place to try it out because it was like among friends. And then, uh, then a young man, uh, one of our friends, his name is also Tim, uh, brought his drone, and so he shot some drone shots of it for me, and he just sent them to me today that I can include in the video. Uh, so, so some drone that's awesome, shots. man. That's, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, that was so. That was my weekend. I guess it was pretty pretty wild. It was a good day. Tiring. I forgot how hard it is. To, I can't sing anymore. That's for sure. And. Um, uh, but I still remember how to play. I, I, I did all right. That's awesome. Glad you got to relive that. Yeah, it was. And so, and since I'm, like I said, I was planning on being away for a little while, but I'm not going to be now. Um, so while we have the weather, I wanted to do this with Jamie anyways, because, you know, all of my musician friends, they got really hurt by this pandemic. Uh, it's been difficult for them to earn a living. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, Jamie has been doing uh, live streams, and he said he's actually done pretty well, and then the people are very generous. Um, tipping in live streams um, so that's been helping to him and I said I, I said well maybe we can before like I was like well maybe we can make a live stream happen or whatever and uh, and then after the way things went yesterday we're going to try and do that sometime in the next month before the weather turns on us because like it works so well like we, where we were we could have just run an extension cord if we needed it we had a safety net but it works so well I was like oh we need to go out into the middle of the biggest field we can possibly find just as far away from any electricity that we can possibly find and set this up and do it again have people hanging out, live stream it so you can make some money. I was like, I was like, you know, it's all you guys. Just you guys go out and make some money. Let me just do this to get the footage of it, basically. I'll, I'll bring the truck. Right. I'll pay. You know, I'll, I'll play whatever. You guys keep the tips, you know, make a living. Right. And that uh, content's worth a lot of money. It's great. Yeah. Works out for everyone. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's how I'm paying for the PA system. You know what I mean? So, right. Pretty much. Yeah. So that's about working for the PA, which is fine. And I'm definitely getting one of those subwoofers. <laughs> I don't, I'll probably have to buy it, but they've already given me so much. But it's like I am totally investing in that because that's just what made the made the whole package. The whole sound. Oh my god! Yeah. Right, just lifts it to the next level. You know. Did you Did you find Amazing. any uh, nostalgia beating on the back of your brain at all? Oh yeah, I, uh, like, I've been away it? from it. Yeah. I've been away from it long enough to where I enjoyed it. I the those two guys are. Like rival you two for my being my best friends. I mean, they they are my in person, you know, best friends for a decade. You know, I mean, I was with them five mm-hmm. six days a week, you know, for right. many many years. You know, long car rides and 
you know, we just like um, it's kind of like foxhole friends. You know what I mean? Like you kind of go through some stuff together when you do this line of work, and and uh, sure. so they're very very special people to me, and it was a real real joy to to be with them and play with them again. And I've been away from them far enough to where I didn't want to strangle them like I did maybe five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm sure they're loyal listeners to the show. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it was it was. I, I had enough of a break, and it wasn't like I was like the grind where it was like the the day job, you know. So it was it was a lot of fun. Um, but do that's I awesome. want to do it for a living again? No, no, that's for sure. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. How about you? So Pinsky. Um, yeah, you had a score. yes, sirs. So I um I continued work on the uh, on the wine rack that I'm making for my father-in-law. I talked about this last week, right? You sure did. Yeah. So, uh, wine rack, anyways. So I had it clamped up maybe on Tuesday, and then right now it's built. It's got a coat of shellac on it, and it's been sanded, so it's just waiting to be sprayed. And I'll do a cut, and I, I really don't have anything other than latex, and I wanted this whole project to be from stuff I had, except for the wood. I had to buy the wood. Um, and I wanted the whole, you know, like I said, everything that I have. So what I'll do is I'll do latex paint, two coats of it, uh, white, and then I'll do uh, two coats of uh, water-based poly. And that'll be a nice a nice finish for this thing. It's just going inside a pantry, like literally at the bottom shelf. But it's the first thing he's ever asked me to make, and I want it to be pretty good. So, so gotta, doing my best. You got to paint the back of it too. <laughs> yeah, oh, and the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, that that's pretty high ranking right there. That's right. And even bigger news for me is I want to say. Maybe two hours before we started recording tonight, I was on Facebook, just whatever, and I saw my neighbor, who is my we're similar age, so we're, we know, we've known each other forever, but he's also my backyard neighbor. Anyways, he posts on the dad group that I'm on, uh, does anybody want a bunk bed? And so I waited a couple of minutes or whatever, and then I texted him, and I said, you know, if no one takes that, uh, that bunk bed and it's going to go on the curb... You know, I'll take it if it's wood or whatever. He says, come check it out. It's on the curb now. I don't think anyone's coming to take it. Because garbage night is tonight. Anyway, so I went over there, and it's a 40-year-old bunk bed, all made out of solid oak. And it's like planks and planks and planks, and there's some eight-quarter stock in there, and it's just incredible. It's like the biggest score I've had. Uh, this one I'm going to say ever. And I've had a, I've had two or three really good ones. And uh, this one just takes the cake. I'm... I'm going to have wood for, like, days. Mm, it's the best, Probably too, because it's not like barn wood with all the holes. It's not all warped. It's all perfectly milled and machined. I saw the picture, it's you all know. perfect. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Just cut, it, cut oh, and glue it together. about this deal is good, and it's around the corner. Yeah. I mean, did yeah. you actually carry no it home? Footprint. Did you in the van? I, um, actually, <laughs> it's funny. Wheelbarrow. I went over there with my car thinking that I was going to be able to just put everything in the car. But some of the sections were too big for the car. So I brought my car back. I went over and I started carrying it. And so my neighbor and all three of his kids were carrying all this stuff to my house. We looked like this caravan of very strange people. But uh, it was That's super awesome. nice. It was really, yeah, it was terrific. Uh, so I'm really excited. Like I, I was actually remarking the other day that I, just, I don't have any big pieces of wood. So I can't really make anything bigger than something very small at the moment. And then this just sort of fell in my lap. So... I'll be good for a while, and I'm really very grateful. Just a quick, <laughs> it just reminded me of, uh, since I was just thinking about my band and the, the days and the and stuff, one gig, we, we were taking a ferry over to Block Island to play a wedding. Uh, so we're running late, of course, because we're musicians. And um, 
<laughs> uh, we, and we, we were too cheap to put the van, to drive the van on. We didn't have a ticket for the van, so we had to unload all the gear off the van onto the boat, park the van, and then get on the boat. And we were running late, last minute, we shoveling all this equipment on. Jamie goes to park the van, and he's like literally like a movie. He's running up to get on the boat as me and all the gear are sailing away from the shore. So he missed oh my God. the ferry, so he has to get on the next ferry. So now I'm down a man. And, uh, and I got to get all the equipment off the boat and over to the gig and start setting up and be in time for a wedding. You know what I mean? So, and he's, right. he's going to be at least an hour behind me on the next boat. And, um, so I get across and, uh, and I'm like, I, I see there's all the taxis lined up and I see a taxi. There's a minivan. There's like this kind of hippie lady cause it's block Island. She's like driving the minivan. I'm like, I'm like, you know, I need your van. I got all this gear. You know, I got to take it up to this, whatever house manor that we're playing the wedding. And she's like, yeah, sure. Okay. And so, so I'm like running, I'm like sweating my butt off. It's July, you know? grabbing these like giant subwoofers and run it off the boat and I put it down by a pylon where we're like kind of at the edge of the parking where she can pull her van up and I run back I grab the next heavy thing I run back and she just sort of moses over she parks her car she opens the doors and she walks over and as I'm running back and forth she goes she's just sort of walking along me I pass her like three times as she stops right in the middle of where I'm running back and forth and grabs one of the giant garden carts and just wheels it out and starts wheeling it over to the <laughs> boat <laughs> and puts it down in front of my stuff <laughs> And that was all I pictured was you and all the kids like running with all this stuff. Meanwhile, there's like a neighbor yeah. like leaning on a wheelbarrow. Like what? <laughs> I actually have a wheelbarrow. That's funny. Uh, no, it took. It was one trip. Actually, one or two trips. But it was really. That's a very funny story, by the way. Right. I, but, I've got uh, one one band story that I can actually relate to. That a buddy of mine. Live Silence was the name of his band. And I always thought that was cool. Anyway, he would play in San Francisco. In order to get in free to some places, I'd always show up and help him carry the equipment in so I could sneak in the back and, and get in free. But in San Francisco, always where you got to park and where you got to be is a pain in the butt, right? And it's quite a ways away. And I swear, every single time this happened, at least two or three times, we would start unloading stuff and the people hanging out around there would go grab it. So it was always ever one trip. Because we'd end up with four or five people, just stragglers, like, oh, hey, I'll help. And they grab something. So you got this line of, like, eight people carrying all the equipment in one shot just to get yeah. it into the building. I was, always thought that was really cool, people willing to help. It's It must be a band thing. It's like, oh, I could be a part of a band. That's how I felt, so. Yeah, I think people people want to help. Like, they, we used to yeah. have this, another Block Island party we used to have. It was on this, there was a, a bluff. It was a beach. This is, like, a legendary party that no longer happens the same way. Uh, but it happened this way for, like, 10 or 15 years or something. And you go down, it was, like, 280 steps down a cliff. There was, like, a wooden staircase that was built down to the beach. Um, and then you would take a right and walk through the sand uh, more than half a mile, but less than a mile. And, and they would, we, would, we would set up a full PA system there, running off two gas-powered generators that were stashed in the woods. There'd be kegs of beer buried in the sand. And we did that like every year for like years and years and years. And so everybody, the, the part of the price you pay to go to the party was you had to carry something down the stairs. And you also had to carry it back because we left the beach, the beach like we were never there. Um, yeah. I, only did a I only did a couple of them. I got out of a lot of them. And then, then some young kids started to like got wind of that party. Like the cops and stuff used to turn a blind eye to it because everybody's adults. It was all people in their 30s doing it. But then a bunch of teenagers mm -hmm. kind of mimicked it and, um, and p kids got hurt and stuff and... So they uh, they stopped letting us do it. So we had to move it to like a sanctioned beach that was owned by a resort, and then it was then it was lame, you know. <laughs> right. But yeah, yeah, it was like hmm. that. That there was that was quite a sight because you'd be walking down the beach and there'd just be like like thirty, forty, fifty people, you know, each carrying some ridiculous piece of PA equipment, a double bass, whatever, yeah. you know. That's hysterical. <laughs> yeah. What a silhouette that must have made. 
And it was, well, the, there were people that didn't know about it too. That would just be out, and there's no way to even get a boat in there. It was too rocky and choppy and stuff. It was like on the open side of the ocean, not the bay side. And um, and so, but people would be like down walking and just not know that this party was there. And you just like turn the bend, and there'd be 300 people just dancing and drinking, you know, to a lot to a seven piece Amazing. band. You know, it was it was quite a sight. Wow. Um, I'm going to need you to do uh, the introduction to this week's topic because I think it's yours and you made up a word. So, oh, un- yeah, I agree. Unlimitations. So I uh, I came up with this because you know as reclaimers, part of what we do is about sort of putting limits on ourselves, and that's just something I've always been personally interested in as an artist. And I was recently as editing of the video that I just put out this week of this guitar build that I did, and I wasn't happy with the edit and. Um, it was too long and it I didn't like the flow and so I just came up with this this idea because it was a seven string guitar I said to myself I said I'm gonna chop every every video clip that's um, uh, into uh, a segment uh, that was a multiple of seven so it was either seven tenths of a second or 1.4 seconds you know 2.1 seconds etc um, I did that for all the clips that didn't have uh, time lapse in them uh, and then the time lapse ones I, I didn't put that limitation on so I went through it I just did that uh, just whatever n- number it was at, like if it was, you know, 1.1 seconds, I would move it to 1.4. If it was 2.5, I'd move it to 2.1. I just moved it to the closest multiple of seven that I could. Sure. Um, just, I mean, like a machine, not even really thinking about it. And then I went back and watched the video, and it was like 10 times better. Uh, and it had a better flow. And uh, so the idea was, <laughs> I, I was putting limitations on myself in a new way, and I kind of came up with this idea of, like, I should not limit myself to where I can use limitations. And, and we had some some right. thoughts that sort of came out of that. So my, my thought was about you know us as reclaimers, you know we're we're, we're always, we limit ourselves to working with reclaimed, um, and we maybe would like you know sometimes I might limit myself to be like oh I'm gonna see if I can do this all with just hand tools and not use the table saw. I mean there's all these different ways we can put limitations on ourselves, and I thought we could kind of explore some ways to do that. Sure. Well, let me start by asking you about. So you said it was way better, and in what in what way did that make your video better? Was it it just happened that the editing actually came out better? Is it something that you felt like you've now done something actually you put more work into the editing process and that made it better for you? Oh, I think it's I think it's, it's probably more the latter. Um, you know, of just like you know, just going through and making it shorter, right? It was just a way to arbitrarily make it shorter. But what happens is when you jump from the clip, there's a subtle rhythm to it that you wouldn't necessarily you don't you can't tap your foot to it of course it's too long of a rhythm but there's like it everything everything is is a multiple of itself so there's a sort of rhythm that happens and when it goes like clip to clip and i made them they're all pretty short i was trying to i was like you know we all know what it looks like to run a piece of wood through a table saw at this point in time if not welcome to youtube you know um so how how Mm -hmm. much of it Mm -hmm. do i need to show so every time i make a video and i'm at the table saw i'm looking for another way to create that so it's like finding that number like that length of time that your brain can register what it is and move on. Like if it was point two, right. if it was point two seconds, you know, you're going to be four clips in before you're going to figure what what happened three clips ago. Your brain, you know, but that that something about that point seven, one point four time frame seemed to be enough, at least for my brain, um, to see this is happening. I understand. I know what it looks like the rest of the way. Move on. You know. Yeah, I agree with you. Sometimes, like, I have, um, I struggle with that because I watch back some of my older videos once in a while and I'll be like, 
I didn't need to show so much cutting of the same thing on the table saw. Like, watching it now, I'm frustrated with it. I can only imagine how someone who isn't me would feel about it. Mm. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, you're cutting the same rectangle over and over again. Why do you need to keep showing it? So there definitely is a moment in time at which point you're like, cool, I got what he's trying to convey. Let's move on. And, and as content creators, we have to sort of put ourselves in that seat and go, you know, because we all have that little bit of narcissism that makes us want to do this in the first place. And so you, you have more tolerance for it, I think. Mm. And then as a viewer of someone who isn't us, you know, we get to the point, basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I, obviously, I'm guilty of it. So Yeah, we all are. What, what other, I mean, yeah. you talk about materials being the limitations or, or uh, dictating what the build is going to be. We've talked about that several times where it's like, okay, I've got this and that. What can I do with it? That's going to dictate. I'm only limited to what I have on hand. So we know that's one thing. You putting a limitation in the editing process of multiples of seven, and it just now when you were talking about it, I got what you meant by 1.4. Oh, seven plus seven is 14, 2.1. That's the multiple of seven. So, yeah, I'm a little slow, but I get it now. It's kind of cool. Now that I think about it, it's really cool. It's, it's, it's the times table, and you should have learned it in third grade. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did, and I was really good at it because I remember having to write multiples uh, um, from corner to corner on the paper yeah. as yeah, tiny as you can to get yeah. the most, right? And, anyway, yep. Um, My mother used to make those for us. Do it at home, and yeah. What what other limitations can can we can you use? I mean, in the process of either making a a video, making a project, making a gift, making some music. What 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 other things off the top of your head? I'm always um, I always put that pressure on myself to make it a hundred percent reclaimed or as much reclaimed as possible. And to the point recently where I just don't have that much reclaimed in sizes of things that I'd want to make. So I kind of was paralyzed by that. And I was like, I don't have any, I can't, I don't have, I was, you know what, you can go and buy a couple of boards of wood. It doesn't make you a bad person just because you're reclaiming, you know what I mean? And so that really, I guess I got frustrated with myself because I had this wine rack thing to make. And I was like, oh, how am I going to make it? What if I glue a bunch of little things? I'm like, why am I driving myself nuts? Let me just, first of all, it's a short drive. Second of all, go buy some pine and then, you know, make your life easier. Fast forward the process a little. You get some S4S from Home Depot. Eight foot, one by 12s were 10 bucks. I got two of them because there were some knot holes or whatever and it was plenty of wood and I have a bunch left over for other projects and uh, and I can make this project and, and move on with my life. I do plenty out of Reclaimed and today I just got that huge score that's, you know, not going to be in the landfill and... I'll make a ton of stuff out of that. I, I, I think we just have to be easier on ourselves. We don't have to have that that constraint. That's sort of the opposite, but it's a good point. It's sort of the opposite of what I was doing. I was putting more constraint on myself, but you, you're actually uh, unlimiting your limitations in the opposite direction of saying, hey, maybe I don't need to be so hard on myself. And I agree. Like, There's definitely been times where I've beat my head against the wall because I'm too lazy to just walk to the other room where I know I have a board that'll work. I'm like, let me see if I can find right. it in this corner. You know, like, or to go to the yeah. store. Oh, I thought know. we were because I thought because the name of the topic is unlimitations, so we're taking limitations off. Well, but the, my, but the inspiration came from me putting additional ones on into new ways, and so I was also thinking about right. that of like, um, like, hey, well, that, normally that could be. I, I well, think both of those things can work though. Well, it's still it's still like about experimenting with limitations. Like, say for instance, like you're gonna make yeah. a box, and you normally make a box, and you buy two hinges, and you or you you know, and you make w- metal hinges. Like maybe you're gonna put a new limitation. Sure. There. I'm gonna make a wooden hinge. You know, so now it's a new limitation yeah. for yourself. Um, but then the other angle is, you know what? I'm always making wooden hinges and making all this work for myself. Why not just go to the darn store and buy 
a metal hinge. It's right. still experimenting with your limitations and changing the parameters of them, which will... Because uh, the idea is the limitations are good. They force you to think, find creative solutions. But if, you're, if you keep to the same set of limitations, you're just going to continue to find the solutions that fit those parameters. If you change your right. limitations... Right, and you don't grow. Exactly, exactly. Here's, yeah. a, here's a fun one for both of you. I think you'll, you'll appreciate this. A while back... Um, Somebody brought me, <laughs> said, hey, man, I know, you, I know you make stuff. I know you play with wood. Um, I have this. <laughs> Phil, Phil, come on. Come on now. I'm sorry. It's a long weekend. I know, I know. Anyway, so they said, hey, I have um, this old Queen Anne desk, you know, uh, little cabriole legs on, flip the top, little secretary desk, right? Hmm. I've had it in my storage forever. It got a little water damage. Can you can you repair this? It me- it means a lot to me. It was my my departed wife's blah 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 blah. I'm like sure that would I'd, I'd love to look at that. So when I go look at this thing, there's basically there's about I don't know maybe six pieces of wood on this thing that might be salvageable, and the rest of it is sawdust, and the ants have gotten to it, and there's mold, and it's oh just and I'm like I um, I mean I got the basics of what it looked like. I'm like I can do something with this, but I mean what do you what do you want, right? He's like, well, I just, you know, I'd like it to look, I'd like it to remind me of, of, I got you, I can do that. I can do that. I can give you something that will bring back the memory of what this used to be. That is not an issue. So when I get it home, and I, at that time I had quite a bit of material, this was going to be a really cheap build, and it was going to be something I could have charged a lot for, but I'm like, okay, so I'm not going to use all my, all my prize stash. So what I did was, my limitation was, I'm not going to use just one type of wood, one piece of wood, one reclaimed piece from anything. I'm going to make it a Franken-desk. So I basically took what little wood was on there, um, I I cut off all the bad on it, I got me a few boards, and then I took some reclaimed, I took some pine, and I, I laminated those, glued, did a glue up with that. So there's some of the original wood in there, and then I had some old oak from over here, and here's, I, I got this kitchen table. I don't know what it was, but I took some boards off of that. So I used probably seven or eight different types of material on purpose. So I didn't use anything more for any major thing. All four legs were different, right? All uh, the, it's just, so you limit yourself with like, okay, I'm not going to use just this type of material. I'm going to, I'm going to make everything on this something different. How do you incorporate mm. that? So that was the limitation I used. Hmm. It was kind of like expanding the limitations because I had a whole bunch of little pieces here and there. But it, it's still, it's like, okay, well, I only got new, this little piece here fit that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I like it, it. it. It was fun. And it came out amazing. I mean, it, it really looked really good. I'd love to see pictures of that. That's very interesting. Yeah. I have too. it on my Facebook, I think, but I'll, I'll repost it. Yeah, yeah tag us in it or something. It probably got buried. Yeah, know? I'd like to see that. Yeah. I, that reminded me of um, when my, my brother-in-law passed away a few years ago. He had his, uh, his stereo cabinet that he put all his deadhead stickers on and stuff, and that was... Uh, pretty cherished uh you know memory uh and so when we were cleaning out his stuff um you know we wanted to preserve that and my father-in-law and i were taking it down the stairs and it's you know had a glass door it was like you know one of those like 80s kind of pieces of furniture where you put the record player in back when stereos were big you know and um and we were rolling it down the sidewalk and it hit a bump and the entire glass piece shattered um which is what we wanted to save with all the stickers you know but there were so many stickers on it it didn't go into a million pieces it actually 
I was able to put it like tempered. safety glass and it stayed together. Right, and it was safety glass, so I was there because it was all covered with these stickers, and so I was able to pick it all up onto a piece of plywood, and I and I wrapped it up and I brought it to my shop, and it, it took me a while to get to it because I wasn't quite sure of what I was going to do, but I had you know the idea, and so I ended up I built a frame for it that I was able to put the glass in back, pretty close to what it was. I had most of it, and I did epoxy pours and just filled it all up, and uh, and it's hanging. How did that go? It's hanging on the, the wall up in our house right now, and uh, I gave it to my wife. Um, and uh, oh man, and we have a like a that's, like a, awesome. a lamp over it, you know, like uh, like you have in an art museum, like a lamp over it. And it's like yeah. there's, there's a couple spots where the glass is kind of sticking out, so if you run your hand on it, you can feel the bumps. But for the most part, so it became like it became even more special in a strange way because now it has this whole story of my father-in-law and I and our efforts, and you know, it's just like there's all these added. Like layers to it, you know. It became an artifact. Yeah, yeah. It became. It wasn't just a. It wasn't just a. Uh, a remembrance. It became an artifact. I guess. Yeah. I don't know what the word would be yeah. for the other way, but. But um. Yeah. So sometimes it's like you know. I think of. I was. I channeled Bob Ross. It was a happy accident. You know. Um, <laughs> sure. Right. I mean, like that's that's another thing too. Like sometimes, like those, and we know that is a is a limitation that we've all faced when we make a mistake. And we have to solve it. And sometimes those solutions, again, those those limitations, are are make are what make the piece. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure you have a story like that, Phil. Um. Yeah. Not really, actually. Maybe. Yeah, no, I'm perfect. Experimentation. I don't make mistakes. <laughs> no, no, no. They're all mistakes. Yeah. But like, I like to experiment with techniques. And then sort of move on, right? I guess which is basically learning yeah. how to do woodworking, right? So um, I did that. I love that toner transfer method where you can like sort of print on wood sort of. Um, I did a video about it, but I got really good at it because I was doing it on the Etsy boxes, on the whiskey boxes I was doing on Etsy. So I was doing a lot of them and I got really good at it. And I realized that I don't just have to do text and graphics. I can also do like photographs if... You close cut out the subject in Photoshop, meaning you get rid of the background and it's only the person because then you can put it on the wood and the wood grain now becomes the background of the image. Mm -hmm. So I did one for my father-in-law and I was actually surprised at how well it came out. I kind of was just experimenting with that image and if it, would, if it came out well, I was going to give it to him. Anyways, it came out surprisingly well and uh, got a tear from the old man. So that I remember was, that. It was a picture of him and your son. That's right. Yeah. yeah, the, yeah. At the first time that we went to a gunquit, like in Maine, so it's a thing that we do every summer now with all the kids. But it was like the first time he was walking there, and so they were they're holding hands. So it was a nice little picture. Have um, you used that uh, technique again since? Because that's pretty cool. I'm surprised you didn't incorporate that into some whiskey boxes. Well, so I got the inspiration f to do it from the whiskey boxes. Mm. I was doing it for like people's logos and like. Um, a lot of, I did a lot of text too people like I, there was one the proposal this girl proposed to her boyfriend using one of my whiskey boxes and I had to put a whole bunch of text inside it and like it was really hard it took a few attempts to do it because when you're, you're basically putting down this toner like you've printed a piece of paper in backwards you lay it down on the wood and then you run either acetone or lacquer thinner over it and I use lacquer thinner and so if it's not perfectly positioned by the time it dries and you move it somehow It'll smear the whole thing, and it's ruined. You got to wait for it to dry, and then you got to sand it back, and then you got to do it again. But a lot of the times, the lids I was using quarter-inch plywood, and so you can't sand too much, otherwise you go right through it. Mm. So it's uh, it's a very delicate maneuver. You got to you want to get that right the first time. 
Um, but anyways, so it's a great technique, and I definitely think people should play around with it because it's it's so cheap. I mean, like, it's nothing, right? All you need is tape how, and paper. How would that and, be for a limitation, though, if you made the entirety, like, let's say you're just going to make a coffee table, but you're going to do yeah. the entire top of different types of those transfers all over the top. You know what I would like to do, which would be super cool, actually? If I can get access to some 11 by 17 paper, I would do a chessboard like that. I'd print out oh, a yeah. chessboard pattern and then put finish on top of it. Well, and you could do, yeah, I mean, you could have all sorts of fancy graphics in there. You could have, like, a dragon, you know, mixing through the board or something, whatever. Like, yeah, Yeah. that could be really interesting. That would be... Bill Lutz! Whoa. That's super interesting. The easiest, Because I've forever been wanting to make a bigger... What's that? It'd almost be the easiest chessboard ever, except for the fact that, like, you'd be probably standing and redoing it a lot. (laughs) Yeah, well, that would be the thing, because it's... It would get hard... It doesn't always transfer. You kind of have to, like, tape it down and then wipe, wipe, wipe with the acetone or lacquer thinner, lift it up. And if it didn't quite, you got to put it back exactly where it was and then wipe some more to transfer more of to the toner. It doesn't always happen right away. Okay, here so you go. You I'm, I'm going to blow your mind now. This is going to be this – is, this is skill level more advanced, right? So you okay. get that done. You get the – you get – just don't worry about the actual squares. Transfer some kind of image, whatever it is, a collage, a picture of your wife's – face, anything on this entire squared surface that you're going to make the che- uh, checkerboard or, or chessboard. And now you're going to take your router with a really little tiny bit and you're going to cut all the squares out on top of the wood with your router and, a, and just a straight edge. Zzz, zzz, hmm. And then go the other way. Zzz, zzz, so you've actually got the image, the grid. but with a grid. Huh. But then you don't have the different color squares, right? Well, maybe the, the challenge is to cut the grid after you've made the different color squares. That would be toughy. That would mm. be cool, though. That would be interesting to see. I think hmm. I think you I could like a, the, just making it with the toner transfer. It's great. That's a cool idea. You could also, because you do have that CNC, you could just make a template for your squares. And, um, and it like wouldn't be big enough. Well, no, but you could do enough. half the board. And then yeah, half you just the make like four squares. And you can do, yeah, you just overlap them. You know what I mean? If you do two rows, you overlap yeah. one row and do the third, you know. But um, I like that idea of the toner transfer being the whole chessboard, including the dark squares. That's I think that's really cool and very mm-hmm. doable. Yeah, no, it'd be a fun experiment to see if you could get that whole black square down, you know? Yeah. Right. And then, like, I would even do, you know, it's got, like, the, like, the, the like, A through whatever and then one through eight, right, on the sides. So it's got the, the coordinates for the grid system. Mm-hmm. That's how people used to play, uh, yeah, a, you know, correspondence yeah. chess. Oh yeah, I used to. I used to have or a, like, battleship. a chess game. Or uh, battleship. Yep, that is how they played battleship. That would be sweet. Yeah. That would be very cool. Okay, all right, I'm excited. I love um, watching his brain, little wheels turning on his head. That's that's kind of exciting. Thank you. That felt like a compliment. I'm gonna okay. go with that. So yeah. so here's here's another limitation. Maybe people can try, and this would be counterintuitive in a way. So if you guys are making money off of what you're making. Uh, it wouldn't work, but one of the things I've done before just to make me think about how I'm going to get something done is put a time limitation on your... You only get 40 minutes after work. That's it. 
not one minute over. So you're going to go out in the shop. You're going to have to plan it. I can only do one cut by the time I set it up in 40 minutes. Or I can do this set of things. Or I can do this process. I can get this much sanded. You can't go over it. Set it up to where it's like, because it'll make you think about what you're doing all day, right? In the back of your mind, mm-hmm. you're going, okay, when I get home, I got I to gotta plan this strategically because I've only got 40 minutes. And it's just a limitation that you put on yourself, right? Sure. Yeah. Why, why yeah, wouldn't you know, that so- work? Some people are real into pressure. Yeah. (laughs) Some people are real into jigs. I'm into like like efficiency and like one man assembly lines and like like I I get like I get into that, like where I get gigs where it's like, Oh, you gotta make a hundred something. And I think thinking about how I can set it up to be like the most efficient way to do it. Like right now I'm packing my DIY base kits and getting those ready. So I'm, you know, sorting the parts and figuring out how to pack the boxes and you know and and all that stuff. Like I I get into that. That was what that was what made it made me think Hmm. of. You know. I'd like you, to think about. You have jigs. all day to, to plan that forty minutes, so you can go in and you could just make this one perfect like loop around the shop and get everything done in forty minutes because you planned it out ahead of time, like your moves, you know, like the Olympic athlete that that runs the race before in their head before they run it, you know. Well, That's it's hardcore. not only important about what you get done in that time limit, but it's where you stop too, because you might have to stop a little sooner than your forty minutes, right? You just can't Mitch. go past it, but you you have to say I have to stop at this point because if I get started on this one, I'll be halfway through it. You know who wants? What if it, who wants to use mid chops off? The alarm the alarm goes off. <laughs> mid chops off, right? Yeah, and the bell goes off. But just that time limit in the back of your head, that that yeah. that pressure. They teach you in one of the things you learn how to do when you go shooting. If if you want to go more advanced to just you know safety and, and hitting a target it's it's a little bit of under pressure so it's like the bell goes off you learn how to draw safely you fire the shot mm-hmm. you reholster your gun and you try and do it within a time limitation um there's something about pressure and it's not so much of speed it's just the the the, the limitation of i've got I've, I've got this pressure there but i've got to do it correctly i've got to do it a certain way um you're gonna feel you like to use your spray gun to spray stuff instead of a rattle can, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. I know I've got so much to set it up. I can do this one panel. I want to stop there because if I start on this other one, I'm gonna be halfway through, or it's gonna look crappy, or I'm gonna speed up because I'm under pressure. You know, so just I need to I need to spend more time thinking that way because I don't. I try to like rush through everything because I'm so limited on time, and I need to say that's not possible to get a good looking project that doesn't look half assed. You know, um, you got to just take the time necessary to make the part or make the piece and not, oh, you know what, I could just take this shortcut. And then I'm like, ah, okay, and then I can't, it didn't come out properly, so i got to cobble together a solution to kind of hide the mistake or to completely redo the project. But yeah, that, that's a perpetual time. lesson. I promise you, you'll start yeah. thinking about that automatically. Well, I will. I'm going to start thinking of builds as, yeah. Hmm. I was just saying, if you know you're going to come home and I've got an hour and a half, and you're running into that problem, cut that time down. It might take you longer overall. And again, I mean, if you're trying to make money or if you've got a deadline or something, this isn't for that. This is for you making your father-in-law's wine rack example, right? Right. In an hour and a half, that's you know what? That's too much time. Maybe say, okay, I'm going to cut it down to 45 minutes. That's 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 my limit right there. And it'll make mm-hmm. you think about what can I get done well in 45 minutes as opposed to how much can I cram into an hour and a half. You know? mm. That's a good point. I, I want to start thinking of my builds like the way I read a book, like in chapters. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't have yeah. to read the whole book in one sitting. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's a, it's, it is the perpetual lesson of woodworking. And that's like I've been putting together like the, the base kit videos and stuff. And uh, I must have yeah. said it like six times. I have like the video that will go out on YouTube. And then there's the long form, which is like – well, I, I basically just really nerd out and I go into details – 
you know, that are like too, too deep for a video on YouTube, you know, it's like the build, that video is like over an hour and a half long of just to, to really teach people every step and really get into the physics of it and stuff. And I've said it several times in it, like slow down, like stop, like wait till tomorrow to do this. Like if you get it done now, it's not going to be as good. And it's like advice I'm still giving, I'm basically telling myself because you know, it's like, we all do that. Like that's the, I think, I think when you figured that out is like when you can call yourself like a master, you know? Like <laughs> when you yeah, don't, don't, when you don't that, make more, when you're not, it's, it's, you're not it's making definitely more a work step towards masterial, <laughs> right? You know, yeah, yeah. I would, I would call it stepping into being a journeyman, like a journeyman <laughs> understands that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm almost there. I think. Still a beginner. Well, I, 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 I agree, but I also agree that there are people that start out and for some reason they have that. That's just one of the skills that they pick up right. quickly. It's like you know what? I'm not going to push myself on this I'm gonna I'm gonna take my time or or they do push it and, and you can reverse that too you can say okay here's my limitation I've got one day to get this project done you know and obviously you're not gonna build a house in a day but it's like, okay I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna build a picture frame from start to finish it's gonna look nice I've got one day and that's good that's good skill exercise as well because for sure getting something done but yeah you can learn those, those lessons long before you ever become a journeyman or, or a master it's just one it's just a skill set it's all it is and it's a combination right. of that and many 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 other skill sets that get you to your you know I like to think I'm I like to think I'm I'm efficient <laughs> or I'm um, good enough at a lot of stuff you know right and I, and no you I'm definitely a, are well and, and I'm okay with that I don't have to be an expert at any one thing so no, but what, that's not what I meant. I meant like you have such a know. wide skill set. Like, yeah. I find it incredible all the things that you can pull from and draw from for your projects. Mm. Well, a lot of that just comes with time, too. It's not necessarily any special skills. It's just that I've been doing it for so long. You know? yeah, Do you need me to I, call Karen to let her know that it's time to tell you that you're allowed to say <laughs> thank you and be humble and just say, you're right, I am good at this stuff? Well, thank you, Phil. I don't need to you have could, Karen. You can give people a lifetime, and they never you get to where you are. Thank you for being kind and compassionate in whatever it is you're doing right now. Just kind. Okay, well, we complimented Bill, and he said thanks. So I think it's time to move on before this podcast spirals. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Um, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 iTunes review viewer. We have one from Canada. Oh, good because the, the the rest of the world sucks. I mean, didn't do anything. I mean. Um, so this one is from Simon Forger. The title is, I wonder who will replace Bill. Well, that's weird. <laughs> Interesting. Hmm, I like where this is heading. The review goes, uh, with all the unsuccessful requests that he made for reviews, I sincerely wonder who will replace Bill. Paul Jackman isn't a contender as he's moving again. Keith Decent looks fairly busy since we're still waiting for his next podcast. Joel Crawford and Mike Laffey are still waiting for Izzy Swan, but haven't realized he passed them a long time ago. <laughs> Bill is on a, since Bill is on a temp assignment since 250 episodes, I really wonder who Phil and Tim will choose. Keep up your excellent work. You know what? I didn't really give it much thought, but he's 100% right. Bill, we got to talk about this. Mm. I, you know, I, I'm here to support. That's my role in this podcast. So if you want me to find a replacement, I will. I don't know if I want Bill in charge of finding his replacement. I feel like that could backfire. <laughs> huh. Like the monkey paw wish thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay, you know what? We'll we'll keep you aboard for now, but we'll let you know. Status quo. I'm good. One, one week at a time. One week at a time. <laughs> That's right. I have, uh, I have an old boss of mine who used to say, listen, 
We have a problem here. It's about the size of an elephant. You know how you eat an elephant? No, Teddy. One, how do you one eat bite an elephant? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. The musician's um, equivalent to that, since it's all musician stories this week, is a hundred bucks at a time, because it's just like, you know, that's how you make right. a life, is a hundred dollars at a time. Or a living. I love it. Weekly tip segment. I'm trying to think, do I have anything? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, let me see, I had one back here. Keep your eyes peeled for free gifts of wood from Facebook people. Yeah. Here's, your, here's a tip. Yeah. Never be enough I, of that. I, I can. I, I pulled apart a couple of pallets today, and, and um, you know, there's so many ways to take apart pallets. Real quick, though, um, when you're pulling, if you're if you're pulling the nails out, of, and you're not using special tools or whatnot, try not to do it on the ground. I, I have a, a folding table. I threw it out in the driveway after I get done cutting the the, the cross slats from the runners, um, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm going to start yanking nails out. Uh, just do it on a table or a surface that's up top, you know. And I'm not like Jackman. I don't. I don't have an assembly line and do a thousand pallets in two hours. Uh, I did two pallets today, and, and yeah, save your back. Get it up. You can you can break the thing apart. You can do it on the ground. Cut it apart. or use my Easy Bar Pro on the ground. But when it comes to pulling those nails, get it up on a table. Get it up so you're not bent over. Save your back. Mm, good point. Very good point. I've done many of those pallets on the ground. Yes. As, as a rule, I don't fun. do anything on the ground anymore. Like I'll I'll break it apart with my my deck wrecker, and then I have Vance pick them up and put them on the table for me. Good for you. <laughs> Great father, <laughs> terrific. Boy, where's the boy? <laughs> I have boy, things on the ground. Here. I drop a screwdriver. I boy, <laughs> come get the screwdriver. <laughs> I dropped. <laughs> it's funny. I was doing that out front today, and Casey's uh, inside, and it's so hot, so everything's closed up in the house. We've got window AC running, portable AC on this side, trying to keep it cool. I go in the house. She's like, "You doing okay?" I said, "Yes." Yeah. So, "Are you almost done?" I said, "See that pile on the driveway? As soon as all the nails don't exist in those, I'm done." Wow. Where was Vance when I needed him? Wrong side was, of the country. He was over here using the air denailer that I paid fifty bucks for. That has just been the best fifty dollars I've ever spent. You just plug it into the air compressor and just pop the nails right out. No, absolutely. Oh, and again, if I was doing it more yeah. often, I, I probably yeah. would invest in that. But the, yeah. the, the two pounds yeah, it's like, was a workout. Yeah. It's like an impact drill, right? It's like one of those things that when you need it, you really wish you had it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but then it's yeah, it sits in the drawer. Uh, you know, I I do enough of that type of work where I didn't feel bad spending the fifty bucks for it. What I feel bad about is that it took me like eight years to spend the fifty bucks. <laughs> for it. That's what I feel bad about. Oh, had I had one, I because I I mean I've I don't do many pallets now, but there was a time I built a couple salons with a lot of pallets, yeah. and there was a time when I would have definitely appreciated one of those. Like the the, the truck build the the walls I think it was uh, ninety six pallets that I took apart for that but they were thin really lightweight pallets so there was no bottom to them there was just the top and uh, so right. I cut the two sides yeah. off and they were one time use they're all brand new just one use so I cut the top sides off one one pass on each side with a skill saw and then there's just two nails in each board in the middle that Vance just you know he popped them he did half yeah. I did half it was like a piece of cake it wouldn't have been harder to hammer either but. Much, much easier with the air nailer, you know. Well, More fun, too. Feisty one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, um, what grabbed your attention this week? Um, geez, I didn't have anything. Re- I, I did watch uh, I did watch Cobra Kai. It was fun. 
<laughs> I gotta <laughs> check that out. It's it's fun. I mean, the it's not the best acting in the world, but but um, you know, it's just kind of it's fun. Um, and I uh, heard it was really good. Yeah, yeah, it was. I enjoyed it. Um, and that's all I really can think of. Um, oh, I have an old TV show that my wife and I just started watching <laughs> called Better Off. No, yeah, Better Off Ted. I guess it was on like yeah. like '09. I love that and show. I love that it's, show. It's really funny. Like I, I overheard they were talking about it in a podcast, and there's this whole bit about how they. Um, it, it was it was very apropos for today, 2020. But in 29, they had this bit where they um, they installed uh, motion sensor cameras in the office to save energy, but they didn't recognize black people. Kind of like how um, face recognition software doesn't recognize black people, and there's like this whole thing about that. And so the the solution they mm-hmm. came up with is that since they couldn't operate the water fountains because the sensor the motion sensor wouldn't see them the solution they came up with is like oh well, we'll just give them their own water fountains and it just goes down this <laughs> this path like that of like of how the, the pr- like progress became this like reverse progress and it was like so clever and like on point 11 years later like it was really interesting right and so i, I wanted to see the and show just because the, of the that. grim reapers right no they're in an office um it's no grim reapers in it that? Better off Ted. Oh, there Better was off Ted sh- was a uh, was a movie, but this is Better off Ted with a T. Oh, Better off Ted. Yeah, not the movie with John Cusack. No, there was a there was a series. That, it was like a show. I think it was called Better off Dead. Maybe I'm wrong, but it was a young gal gets killed, and what happens is you either go to heaven or hell. She had to become a Grim Reaper, so that was her job every day. She'd get up and she'd have to go do. Grim I want to see that show and, too. <laughs> that sounds like mm. a good show. It, it actually was a really fun show. It was a really fun show. A little hmm. dark because she's kind of like a, I don't know, kind of a little emo and everything. She's like, oh, God, if I have to. And, and she people don't see her the way she was. Obviously, she, she looks like different people depending upon the situation where she has to go deal with this. Okay, this person's going to have to step in front of that bus. That's what they got to do. You know, it's that's my job. Make sure is it called, um, called Dead Like Me, I think is what it was. Is that yes, it? Yes, Dead Like Me. Dead Like okay. Me is which, the name of the show. Which is now making me think of uh, Quantum Leap with Scott Bakula. Go back to the classics where he was a different person every time. Yeah. So what caught my attention, one of the things, uh, and you two just be laughing, is <laughs> Discovery. Star Trek Discovery. Casey and I started watching it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's great. Um, <laughs> excellent and amazing. But it, what it did was it, it got me to tell her, honey, remember that show I was telling you, that Star Trek show called Enterprise with Scott Bakula? We need to watch that after this because it's even before. This is where it all started. It's, so she's willing to do that. So my life is much better. And then uh. another thing that caught my attention, Joe Rogan is moving over to Spotify. So yeah. uh, his first podcast he did with a comedian buddy of his uh, five hours long Duncan Trussell but the second one he did that's going to be on Spotify is with Miley Cyrus and it was really good now I don't know any of Miley Cyrus's songs but I like the fact that she has mm-hmm. not destroyed herself because she started off as a child star and she's now a person who has become famous and she's only 27 but anyway the the two songs that remind me of that I do know that she's done are cover songs one is Jolene it's a Dolly Parton song check that out and the other one is Happy Together another great song that she did those are like two of my um, favorite songs that's interesting that she's covered both I of know. them I <laughs> know and she's covered both of them and she's amazing her voice is just amazing she's got that Stevie Nicks smoky kind of voice but her pod- the, the podcast was really good because you kind of got to know her she's like look I, I know that I'm this privileged you know I grew up 
you know, I had everything growing up, but now I've got even more. And I love that she said that. So she doesn't doubt that, but she deals with the guilt about that. And she deals with all these things. And Dolly Parton is actually her godmother. I didn't know that. You know, she's like huh. best friends with Dolly. And she's like, yeah, Dolly Parton excuses, you know, the drugs I used to do and all this other stuff, but she won't let me wear a hoodie. She just says, don't wear a hoodie. It's just not attractive. You're not going to ever wear a hoodie in my pre I just think that's kind of funny, right? It's like, Hmm. She's she's she was vegan. Now she's getting healthy, so she can't be vegan anymore. She's but she's like just doing fish and stuff. Um, she's sober. She has been for quite a few years. She just got married and divorced. And I mean, she's an amazing person. But anyway, check she's out like, those she's two like a fifty-year-old and a twenty-seven-year-old's body. The life that she's had. You know? Seriously, and that's what Joe yeah. Rogan was saying. Look, man, you got it. You're going to make it if you've made it this far and you've got yourself together this much. He's all, you're going to be fine. You're, you're going to be fine, you know. Don't worry about mm -hmm. it. So it was neat, but again, Jolene and Happy Together by Miley Cyrus. Check out the YouTube videos. They're like a backyard session, I think, or something. But it's you know, it's just the cover that she does. It's amazing. Check it mm. out. Cool, cool. Um, I've been watching this guy. His name is Underdone. So under is under, and then D U N N. I guess his last name is Dunn. He makes these projects, and he's just like a normal dude, like the rest of us. But he is so funny. Like, he, like it's it's rare that you see, like, really funny guys in our space. He's got, like, great timing, and he's very um, self-effacing. I, I find him very funny. Self, Did you start another channel? Because that's how I think of you. First of all, God bless you for saying that. <laughs> um, I do my best. But he is, is like, there's a deliberate, you know, comedic element to his videos that I never had. I sort of like, I'm just trying to be myself, and I allow more and more of myself to sort of show up in these videos. But this guy, purposefully, right from the beginning, he's very funny. So, and I appreciate that because I love funny. And uh, so, underdone. Cool. The videos are, I mean, the builds are good, but his personality is what kept me. That's awesome. That's it's good to hear because you know there are so many how-to and build and and videos. It's like there's there's got to be a like a reason to watch now you know what i mean yeah. like, we're, like we're saying in the beginning about how many times can you run a board through a table saw so there's a couple ways that people go some is like cinematography you know one is the creative design um you yeah know, like earth earth shattering ideas and then another is just being just like an awesome person <laughs> you know right. like just being someone well, you want to watch you, you think of like i think of youtube as like sort of public access television yeah and where yeah. anybody could be like a, a tv star or whatever mm. and you're right like I was watching Laura Kampf's most recent build, and I'm just, like, blown away by her creativity and just her artistic expression. She's and another that's level, not, though. She's, like, something else, <laughs> right? Like, so, so it's such, such a special thing on that level. But I'll be just as entertained watching this guy because he made me chuckle a few times. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's like everybody brings something different. And even celebrities themselves, some of them are sexy, some of them are funny, some of them are very attractive. You know what I mean? So we watch people for different reasons. So I think it's a very valid reason to, to yeah. watch somebody, and I, and I yeah. appreciate that. No, I mean, a lot of it is just you, you want to know something. You don't care what the video is like because I need to know how to take this part out of my water heater, right? So it's right. relevant. Sure, yes. That's instructive. Like but, like but if you I find a guy that does that, that I know, and he's I funny know too. To that, so I want to yeah. enjoy it. What do you, what do you yeah. got to say? What, you know, entertain yeah. me. Yeah. Yes. Make me laugh. Dance. Um, <laughs> good. Good. Uh, our websites, williamlutz.com, timsway.net, and newperspectivesmusic.com. Guys, contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you guys. 
Uh, record us those voice notes, and you can send them to that same email address, info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com, or you can hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio. On iTunes, leave us those reviews. Anything five-star will be read out loud, regardless of how much it hurt Bill's feelings, and I'm sorry about today's. <laughs> um, Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio. The best way to keep these guys on. And for as little as $1 per episode, you get access to our pre-show. And that is just a R-rated good time of how we come up with these topics every week. So join us. And uh, thanks, as always, for listening. Yes. Bye, everybody. Be good. <laughs>